the optimal life. Hey, Mike, how you doing today? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. This is very interesting to see what you're working on. How did you get involved? I, I know that I saw something that says you're you you were on a camping trip of sorts and rocks were being thrown at you. So take us back to the camping trip and how in the world did that come to say, hey, I want to go see if Bigfoot's real? Yeah, well, we have to back up a little bit because uh, I had never been like an outdoorsy person at all growing up, right? So um, I was living in Florida at the time and I was working um, at a job at a beach resort and I was watching Finding Bigfoot on TV and I was like, hmm, during the commercials, they were like, oh, come go on our website to come on an expedition with us. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I was engaged at the time, and I didn't even tell my, my ex-fiance. I was like, uh, I just said, uh, hey, hon, guess what we're doing, you know? And um, shortly thereafter, we broke up. I'm not sure if that's a reason or not, because I wanted to take her bigfooting. But um, <laughs> that, that's still to be <laughs> still to be said. But um so anyways, then uh, I got, I asked a buddy, I moved up to uh, uh, Tampa and I got a job working on the ambulance for the city. And um, I had worked with my, my partner for all of, I think, 12 hours before I, I had to spawn the question on him because the tickets I found out uh, were non-refundable. So, um, you know, we were, the trip was coming up and I had to, <laughs> I had to find somebody to go with. So I said, hey, this is going to sound really awkward, but um, I got two tickets to go look for Bigfoot in North Florida. Do you want to come? And he said, uh, oh, I've always wanted to do that. So, boom, best friend to this day. Um, we go up to North Florida, and there, uh, nothing happens. There's like 60 people, and we we are there for three nights, four days, and absolutely nothing happens, right? Let me ask you real quick, Mike. Let me sure. just ask you, uh, uh, why North Florida? Uh, that's where they said was a hot spot of activity. Okay. A hot spot of activity. They, this group saying that they believe there's been Bigfoot sightings in this area. Correct. And that okay. there have been Bigfoot sightings there for quite some time. So that's why they do the expedition at that location or near that location. Got it. So, um, anyways, we're, uh, nothing happens. And, and the, the last night, uh, we hear like a tree knock, which is what a Bigfoot, uh, is supposedly known to do and me and my me and my friend we were up watching a meteor shower it's like four o'clock in the morning and everybody else I had assumed had gone to bed um, and uh, we hear a tree knock and and then like a minute later we hear a tree knock from the complete opposite direction and I was like hmm you know they since nothing happened no, no Bigfoot activity happened this trip it was kind of like a bust May, these are probably the people that put the expedition on trying to mess with us you know what I mean to try to like get uh, get our money's worth if you will to get us to come back and whatever mm -hmm. so I'm like oh that's pretty cool it's more of an entertainment thing than looking for Bigfoot a serious thing I thought you know okay well and I know where that is and that's that's okay that's you know for the last night it's kind of entertaining um, and then uh, the rocks started like you like you uh, mentioned earlier we had uh, rocks getting thrown at us and and they started, it was like fist-sized or a little bit smaller. Um, and it, you could hear them, five of them actually uh, came and landed. You could hear them come through the, the, the pine trees that were surrounding the camp. And you could just hear them breaking branches as they came like crashing down and landed like five to ten feet away from us. So that got me pretty scared. And this being my first ever outdoor uh, camping trip, 
Um, I was petrified at the time the first shot came. I was like, okay, now either these are people or Bigfoot, and I don't care about either of these because this is how horror movies start, and I want to get out of here. And uh, I went and I proceeded to go run to the car with all of my camping gear in hopes that we would leave. Uh, but then my friend Jimmy, he's like, hey, you know, this is, you know, I know you're you're scared, and I am too, but this is why we're out here. This is, you know, Bigfoot, what Bigfoot does. He throws rocks and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, after 30 minutes of trying to persuade me, he gets me back out to, uh, you know, sit by the campfire again. And he said, um, you know, I'm going to throw a rock back at it. And I said, man, I really don't think that's a good idea, Jimmy. Like, we have... two negatives here this is a lose-lose scenario we got either it's a person or it's a bigfoot and either one of them i can't see a positive solution coming out of this so he throws a rock back at it and i knew it wasn't a person at that exact moment because like three seconds later a uh boulder laptop sized boulder came crashing down through the trees and landed like 10 feet from us so then everything stopped that was it and that left me thinking, what could have done that? It was outside of human range. There's no way a person could have threw that. Uh, so what could that have been? And that's still where I lie today. I still have no idea what threw that rock. I mean, that was back in 2011. And here we are. Here we are talking today. Could it have been a group of teenagers together throwing it? Um well, no. Um, just because uh, we we did do some some very rough measurements the next day, uh, because we wanted to be scientific about it. Right, this is our first time bigfooting, so we wanted to be all scientific about this because uh, we thought it was some bigfoot activity after you know that last rock throw. So we kind of did like um, a topography measurement thing. And with the trajectory of like the the rocks coming in through the trees and stuff like that, the closest it could have been was like 100 yards. We're going to say 100 yards. That's like uh, 75 to 125 is what I say, but like 100 yards away. So if a person can throw a rock that that far, a rock that big anyway, 100 yards, I mean, I don't think that's, uh, unless Nolan Ryan's sitting out there, I don't think that's that's really possible. So you mentioned that you said it wasn't a person. So therefore, you thought there's no way a person could have done that. But how do you define Bigfoot? Because so many people have different definitions. Is and Bigfoot's not technically a person, but it's not necessarily, you know, just an animal, right? I mean, there's a hybrid here. Well, we don't know, and that's the kind of the the lure of Bigfooting itself is um, we don't know what type of creature we're dealing with. Uh, people people are under the philosophy that um, it's an interdimensional creature. Um, some people believe that it could be related to aliens. Uh, I'm kind of on the path that it is more like an ancient human, uh, where it does share characteristics of human and primate behaviors. Why is it so hard to find these Bigfoot characters? Well, I think if you look at it from uh, just a um, uh, look at it from a biological standpoint, if you have 20, I think there's like 2,000 species of Bigfoot or 2,000 Bigfoot. Uh, in the country, in the United States, right? So just that in itself is finding a needle in a pile of needles. And then now you add a, just a tad bit of intelligence on top of that, it's going to be nearly impossible. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can go hide from 
any number of people for quite a while um, without being found. Right. But don't you think like with today's day and age and the technology and satellite and people having their cameras on them at all times? Yes, we've seen the images. We've seen the the different things online. I mean, uh, hey, listen, maybe you maybe I'm I'm jumping ahead. Talk to us a little bit. You started making this your your mission after that camping trip back in 2011. So have you found have you seen have you come into contact with these various type of species since then? Well, I, I we have, and that's the kind of coolest thing is that um, that was my mission is to figure out what threw the rocks at me, and I and I can't say that I found it specifically because I've never seen one, but uh, every piece of evidence that I've 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 captured leads me to believe that um, I'd be more surprised if Bigfoot was not out there than if he was out there. So tell us, what have you seen? Give us a few. Uh, when was your when was your first encounter with him or her after that 2011 event it was actually just a couple months later we were um me and my my one friend that i went out with uh, we got a couple of buddies and we were out in the green swamp in florida in colt creek state park which is a really amazing area to go look for bigfoot uh it's right in the heart of florida um and we saw eyeshine out there we were doing a night hike and it was kind of like uh it was our last night out there so I was doing vocalizations and trying to, you know, get a Bigfoot to to come in to be, you know, interested in what we're doing to try to bring the Bigfoot in so we can uh, capture it on tape. That's kind of what the the whole premise of, uh, of a Bigfoot expedition is. Um, so we were trying to do that, and lo and behold, uh, we we had my my friend had the spotlight and he was looking and he shined shined it on these the two two sets of eyes one was like a kind of glowing not glowing but reflective orangey and the other was like an aqua blue reflecting and um we were still pretty new at this bigfooting thing and we didn't realize that uh people didn't have eye shine so we thought it was like a person or two people out there so we're like hey 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 sorry sorry we thought they were like illegally hunting like poaching at night um but then come to find out that uh, humans don't have eye shine. So now what we're left with, and we kind of went and did some some measurements the next day, because um, uh, we we actually got out of there. It scared us because one pair, uh, as we were looking at it with the with the spotlight, and it was just far enough that we could only see the reflecting eyes. We couldn't see anything. We couldn't see the outline of anything, but we could just see the eyes in one pair. The red pair turned and looked at the blue pair because you could see one eye disappear. And it turned and looked back at us, and then like it blinked, and then boom, we were out of there. But like I said, the next day we went back and did some measurements and stuff, and and how far away and whatever, and we figured the creature was like, or the eyes were sitting at seven and a half feet tall, and there was no branches or anything around really. So it's like a palmetto bush, which isn't really a branch anyway. So that was the second thing, and that that's the incident that kind of turned me into like, wow. You know, maybe there is some 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 truth behind this. So, I'm just trying to understand how this all works. You guys go out there to try to find Bigfoot, but and I assume you you, you have uh, what do you have? You have weapons with you to protect yourself? No, no, absolutely not. You don't have weapons. Nope. Okay. So nope. you guys are going out there with nothing. Uh, how do you know that if you were to encounter Bigfoot, that Bigfoot wouldn't just kill you? Well, there's no known uh, reports of Bigfoot harming anybody. So I think um, 
that they're they're very curious creatures and i think if push comes to shove if you were like encroaching on one's you know family group which i think they kind of they are in like family groups so you have like a male and then maybe some babies and a female or two um i think uh they would get territorial and aggressive which i think is why we had rocks thrown at us to start with in, in florida um but i can't say yeah I don't, i'm not i'm not quite positive um yeah. So what, when you guys go out there, you want to see Bigfoot, you want to be able to document it, but it sounds like the moment that you guys get a glimpse of what you think may be Bigfoot, it's terrifying. And then you guys have to flee. Is that? Not necessarily. Um, hunters have had plenty of sightings of, and reports of hunters having it in their eyesight, in their, um, in their scope and not being able to shoot it because it's too human-like. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a very common thing that um, <laughs> hunters report. Um, I don't think I would be necessarily too scared of it, but you have to you have to think too that Bigfoot sightings don't last all that long, as you can imagine. So um, they actually last about five seconds. So for you to take your phone out and get a picture, a clear picture in five seconds is of a, a being that's of something that's moving is going to be next to impossible. So as you continued on your journey, then uh, Mike, it sounds like you ended up. You you turn this into your own show. You have a show called In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. Correct. And, yeah. And you've had um, multiple seasons. Is this this is all on YouTube, or where is this being shown? Yeah, it's all on YouTube right now. Um, and we're we're currently releasing season five, which is cool. Um, we've been doing it since 2016. We're currently filming our sixth season, which is awesome. I couldn't even imagine that when we first started it, but. Um, I started the show because I was watching all the all the shows on on TV um, about Bigfoot, and I was like, man, you know, by this point I was pretty into it, and I was going out on expeditions and investigations monthly, and I was like, man, this isn't really how Bigfooting actually is. So I had a background in video editing, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a show um, that shows kind of what Bigfooting truly is and what it's all about, and and uh, videotape our investigations and then edit together them, you know, edit them together into a nice uh, little episode. And people seem to uh, have really taken a liking to it. And have you caught various images and movements of these Bigfoot creatures uh, in, the, in the show, I imagine, or else you wouldn't be on season six by now? Well, that's the beauty of our show is because even if we don't capture anything, we still make an episode of it. Like, I do everything myself, and I'm not for, like, I don't have any sponsors. I don't have to do it for, make the show for ratings or for any publicity or anything like that. So um, if you, if we do have an episode or we go on an expedition where there's no activity at all, you're going to see a half hour of me making a fool of myself, really, because mm -hmm. that's what Big F actually is all about. But on the other hand, we have gotten some extremely great activity that's uh, in the show as well. Sure, sure. Things that you probably never expected, various wildlife, those kind of things. Even Bigfoot-related stuff. We found footprints uh, in a state park up by me that were 15 and a half uh, feet long, uh, or inches long, excuse me, <laughs> that would be a big footprint. Um, we've gotten vocalizations in the show that uh, we've sent off to a linguist from the military and he's come back and said that this is no known animal and it's outside of human vocalization range. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, and we, we've uh, 
found footprints along the way. And we've actually, in one of the episodes in Whitehall, New York, we were kind of surrounded by Bigfoot. That's a pretty uh, intense episode. You said 15 and a half inches, but that to me, it, it doesn't Shaquille O'Neal have like a 20 inch or 21 inch foot? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. We think that's um, female uh, Bigfoot. But what's cool about it is um, even though it's not uh, necessarily huge size, we you have to understand that Bigfoot do have to grow and there are big, you know, female Bigfoots, which I believe are a little smaller than male Bigfoot. Um, but a lot of people say that it's a misidentification of a bear, which a bear kind of has a double step. This print was found in the snow. Um, and uh, they say that the, the bear stepped in on top of the, the back paw, stepped on top of the front paw, which caused it to be look like an elongated human print, which is very true. It does that. However, um, with this track in particular, that would have been a New Jersey record-sized black bear. So we're talking 800 pounds plus an additional 200 pounds. So that would have been a 1,000-pound black bear. Um, which would have been, like I said, a New Jersey state record for where those tracks were found. So is that plausible? Yes. Is it possible? I don't know. Um, but it just makes you it makes you think. Yeah. But so what about the footprints that you're looking at? Are How do they differ from a regular human footprint? Well, there's different indicators. Um, the first in, and the easiest to discern is the toe splay. So if you look at your toes um, or anybody that's listening's toes, you'll see that we're, our, our, our toes are very uh, together. Um, that's because we wear shoes and socks virtually our entire life. However, Bigfoot doesn't wear shoes and socks. So when you get a, a Bigfoot footprint, you'll notice that their toes have toe splay, as we call them, meaning they're not connected, as you would see in humans. The other thing is a transverse arch and longitudinal arch is not present in Bigfoot where it is in humans. Um, uh, you can even get into a little uh, that that a lot deeper with Dr. Jeff Meldrum. He's a footprint uh, biologist, and he he um, does all the Bigfoot footprints. He's uh, he's written written many books about that. So uh, someone definitely check out if you're interested in footprints. So I just want to just kind of off the top of my head ask you some more questions about about this creature to see what you think or what information or facts you have about it. Um, Cause this goes all the way back to what, like the late 1950s when Bigfoot was initially spotted. Oh, um, this goes back much before then to uh, almost every native American tribe in the North America has a story about a Bigfoot type creature. Right. But you know, every, that, that, that's what I'm saying, Mike, don't you find this somewhat, I'm just skeptical in certain ways because the fact that everyone's been talking about this for maybe hundreds or thousands of years mm -hmm. and to not ever have one like that you that has been able to be captured or seen in person to verify don't you find that fascinating absolutely i do and i think that just um speaks for their level of intelligence i mean i i think they in order to to remain elusive and hidden for this long they have to have a level of intelligence that is standard close to ours. I mean, I don't think they could, uh, they're evolved enough to be able to start fire, but I believe they have communication and I believe they are intelligent enough to know that, wow, if they, if they get by these weird hairless creatures, bad things will happen. It's kind of like an instinctual thing. Right, but you're, you're, you're saying on one hand, they're not nearly as uh, sophisticated as human beings 
yet they've been able to elude every human being in the history of mankind in terms of a full official, hey, we found them. So, you know what I'm saying? Us humans, we try to hide. You try, you see people trying to hide from the police. They're going into the woods. The world. Why, why are we not able to, but these guys are? The hermit man of Maine was able to hide within 100 feet of the Appalachian Trail in Maine for 30 years without ever talking to a person. So these so, people, so these creatures are just, you're, you're suggesting that these, cre these creatures are able to, every single one of them is able to elude all human beings. Uh, it's just an in instinct that they have. When we talk about every single one of them, we're talking in, in the state of New Jersey, I believe there's nine of them. So I believe that nine individuals can absolutely hide from a population of, of humans and in, 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 let alone New Jersey, the most densely populated state, absolutely. Right, but what about the th what about you said there was about two thousand mm -hmm. in the United States or throughout the world? Sure, in the United States, yeah. Yeah, and and again, if you're saying going all the way back to you know, ancient times, there's always been stories of these. So even forget the nine that you're saying that they've all really been able to to elude uh, us as a human species. Well, besides the you know footprints left behind and the evidence that we have collected absolutely yeah as 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 you determine as you say a, an actual species a, a body yes yes absolutely they have been where do it's they sleep at night remarkable um i think they they kind of sleep the same way as as uh they, as bears do it's kind of like they hibernate not they don't hibernate i'm sorry but they sleep in like little dens kind of tucked away i don't think uh caves maybe some smaller caves around um could definitely be a possibility of where they stay overnight. And there's, they've never had a, an altercation with uh, any type of wild animal, like a bear, for example. The bears just leave them alone. Oh, I have no idea of that. Because, you know, I would imagine if they got into an, a, a fight with a bear, they probably, I would assume the bear would win. I, I don't know. We don't know for sure. But uh, you would then have at least a dead Bigfoot to find. Like, how long do these creatures, these Bigfoots live for? Uh, I would best guess 50 to 60 years. And then when they die, nobody's ever found a dead Bigfoot? A lot of people have never found a dead bear, and we know that there's there's bear around. Right, but, I mean, of course, dead I bear mean, have, been, have been found. So you're, are you saying that no, that no dead Bigfoot has still been found, correct? That's correct, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and, then, and I don't I, think I that's guess, outside of the human. That, that's not outside of, of the possibility of of um, possible. Because if you if you think about it, uh, animals um, they will it, known animals will do this now. Hascouts, dogs, any animal really will go far away when they know they're going to die and kind of bury themselves in, in hopes not to get attacked after they pass. Um, and and I think a Bigfoot will do the exact same thing. They'll kind of go into the deepest, marshiest areas where nobody's going to get to them. And you put that on, and you you put that with uh, the acidity level in those marshes and those bog areas where I think they go to pass. And I think that's um, kind of where they hang out a lot of their time, actually. Um, and you won't be able to find one. They'll be decayed and long gone. Uh, it'd be harder than finding a, a needle in a pile of needles, like I said earlier. So you started this docuseries in 2018 called Squatchables. Mm. Um, and you were creating that for people just getting into the Bigfooting thing. So what is this? What is, why do you think uh, 
people get so enamored with this quote unquote big footing or big footing 101? Well, you know, to me, it's not necessarily. Uh, I made the show in the shadow of Big Red Eye with the, the mission statement of the show is to get friends and family outside and off the couch and into nature. Um, and I think uh, that uh, the Squatchables series that I made is kind of a way uh, to help uh, help people do that. Um, the series defi- goes over and defines how to uh, become a big footer, if you will, and, and the steps and what kind of equipment we use and how to get into big footing, uh, the, how to get into hiking, even if you've never been in the woods like I did. It's kind of like I wish I had when I first got into big footing. Um, so it's like a step-by-step guide, if you will. Uh, but it also uh, highlights not only Bigfooting, but also getting outside and just into nature, whether, you know, because Bigfooting is not for everybody. But uh, if you can go outside and, and maybe climb a mountain and see a summit or, or a waterfall or, or go fishing or practice some like survival skills, all stuff that I've picked up that I've never been interested in prior to Bigfooting, it's, um, there's always something you could do. And, and I think people are much too inside. So hopefully the right. series Squatchables will will like i said help people get outside and and find the love for nature a little bit like i did how, how do bigfoot communicate are they able is there any language or is it just sounds uh well that's a very good question um i i said before about the tree knocks and that's uh, nobody's ever seen a bigfoot do a tree knock so i don't know if uh that's what they do or not uh but that is uh said to be one way that they communicate i have noticed um going into areas um that are active um i do hear uh, a tree knock or two tree knocks or three tree knocks um depending on how many people are in my group uh when when we first enter an area so if, if there's two people in my group we'll hear a series of two tree knocks i don't know if that means anything um but i think that that could be like a heads up hey there's two people entering the woods for all the other bigfoots or that family group that i think which might be in the area uh along with vocalizations there's howls and whistles and uh grunts and moans and and anything you could really think of can can imagine bigfoot will do uh, a lot of these ones are outside of human range though or outside of animal range because they they uh, if you get into like some of the the howl sounds they go from like a pitch change so it's like an o or a vowel change from o to a like a uh, and animals can't do that so if you uh, use your voice recorder when you go out look for bigfoot and happen to get one of those things that's uh, an indicator that it's outside of or not any known animal so that's pretty cool and we've, we've got that in the show a couple times interesting how, how do you imagine and foresee if you were to actually have a full interaction bigfoot comes you're you're out there in the woods you set up shop you've got your tent you've got your cameras all that stuff and all of a sudden lo and behold there he is and he comes walking up and and then how what do you think he does and what i'm trying to say is if you had that full opportunity do you think the bigfoot is aggressive do you think he sits down and makes himself company like what what do you see happening I think it's going to be like an oh crap I'm caught moment and it's going to be like uh kind of like a deer in the headlights I don't know what I'm going to do and then boom it's going to take off out of there and I think um and I say that because that's what uh, a multitude of witnesses that have that class A right there sighting report That's what ha- that's what's happened to them 
Mm-hmm. Yep, and they're yeah. both stunned to the point where there's no, there, there's not even a thought about getting a camera out at that time. And by the time you do, he's long gone. How fast are Bigfoot? I can only assume that they're as fast as other animals in the woods, if not faster. So, I mean, if you ever seen, you know, see 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 some of the the deer and stuff scamper through the woods like they do, and they're just amazing how light on the feet they are. I think a Bigfoot can definitely uh, match that speed for sure. Do you think that let's assume that the Bigfoot all were like, all right, we're done hiding from humans and they all come out or several of them come out and here they are, you know, you can take pictures with them and get videos and now everyone knows that it's real, you know, what, what um, do you think once that would happen, does this whole, the, the enigma, the everything's enamored, it's this mis- mis- mysterious thing it all goes away does this whole does your whole mission kind of just like oh well it's real like on one hand this is awesome because we actually proved that it's real but now the enigma's gone and you know does anyone care anymore well and and for me personally that goes back to your last question i don't know what i'm going to do if i had that class a sighting if i had that right there in front of me i know it's a bigfoot and now my mission why the whole reason why i got into this is why i want to know what threw rocks at me in florida and if i could sit there and say yeah i know what that is that's a very good question i don't know how how i'm going to take that i'm not i don't know if that's going to be like oh man let's learn more about this and get out in the woods even more or if it's going to be like hey i'm going to go back playing video games because i figured out what threw rocks at me i have no idea no. Yeah. But and as a population, as a as a species of humans, I don't know. That's a that was that would be just a, it would be the absolute most crazy thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, I, I think, Mike, I think to myself, let's just take a gorilla, for example. And there was this this thing about people have been citing this wild looking animal that kind of resembles a human, but is five, ten times the size of a human. And it it runs but it leaps and it swings from trees and you wouldn't believe it right if if you but the fact that they're all over the place you see them at the zoos you see them anytime you go out to these places it's like oh okay there's the gorilla but if they weren't captured and they were just this mythical almost uh like what you guys are doing or it had this this mystery surrounding it we would be like oh my god we can't believe it but you know if big i guess what i'm saying if bigfoots were at the zoo, when we went there and saw that, oh, there's a Sasquatch, there's a Bigfoot, we, would, we wouldn't think anything of it. I, I actually used to work at a zoo, and one of the coolest uh, stories that I can relate to that is um, the discovery of the Okapi, which has been, uh, science, people of uh, the native, I forget what the Okapi is, I believe it's in Asia. Um, it's, a, it's a mix between a uh, zebra and a horse, really, is what it looks like. And uh, people have told scientists about this for hundreds and years of years, and scientists are like, "Yeah, right. There's no such thing. We've never seen it. It's not going to happen." Lo and behold, in the 1920s, they actually got a, 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 a species of of it, and boom, a new species discovered. How can't that? Why wouldn't that be able to happen like Bigfoot? Now they are in zoos, and you can see them. Mm. I I think that's very could follow a very similar path to Bigfoot. Absolutely. Right. Well, the whole thing. I, is, I hope uh, it doesn't. You know, I hope Bigfoot remain uh, elusive and in the woods and not captured. I think that um, 
that gives the opportunity for more people to get outside and do like I do and try to study these creatures. If they're, you know, if they're found in zoos, then I know I wouldn't be out, out in the woods looking for them, I don't think. Right. So what's your ultimate mission? Um, before we get close to finishing up here, Mike, what's your ultimate mission with your show and your docuseries? Uh, is it to finally find Bigfoot or is there something much greater than that? Yeah, finding Bigfoot really doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, the reason why I go Bigfooting personally is to get outside and into nature and to do some of this stuff like fishing and survival stuff and, and some of this stuff that um, I enjoy totally and and 100% enjoy doing. Um, solo camping is one of them. Hiking now is, is a big thing I love doing. Um, and I, I wouldn't, you know, without Bigfooting, I couldn't, I, I would, wouldn't have experienced all these things. And like mm -hmm. I said before, I think for, for people, it's just about the mission is, is to uh, let's, let's explore together and, and uh, become closer with one another and, and, you know, share, share the beauty, beauty in the, 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 the world and see something that you wouldn't see sitting on your couch every day. That's, that's the whole point of the show. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful actually. Uh, so it's not, it's much, your mission has become much greater than that. It's given you life experiences that you wouldn't have had otherwise. The excuse was we'll go look for Bigfoot, but it's turned into something completely above and beyond that. You have no idea how much I enjoy just filming the show and, like I said earlier, if we don't have if there's if, if we don't have an episode or an expedition that we have absolutely you know no activity whatsoever, then you know you are going to see the the campfire camaraderie and the the things that you everybody would get and it would, behind the scenes things that you wouldn't see on the other shows on TV and see what bigfooting and what camping and how fun it actually is. No, oh, that's great. I've, I've got one last question for you, and then I want to hear about. Um where people could find you online, but give us your most honest, honest, sincere uh, number here, zero to a hundred percentage. If I ask you, and here it is, what is the percentage chance that Bigfoot, after all these sightings, all these years, all these explorations, all these things you've seen, read about, people have produced, we, we know it's, it's all out there. What is the percentage chance that Bigfoot is still not real? You there, Mike? Well, either Mike is gone oh, or... Go. We here? There? Yeah, there we go. Oh, sorry, Mike. Maybe you got muted. Did you hear my question? I, I No, I didn't. Can you repeat it, please? Okay. Uh, what is the percentage chance, zero to 100, and be as honest and you know deep, deep, deep down in your soul with all the things you've seen, all the explorations, all the data, all the images, you know, we've heard about it for all these decades, hundreds of years, thousands of years. We know it's all out there. But what are the what is the percentage chance that after all of that Bigfoot is still not real? 30%. 30%. Wow. Okay, that's a much higher number than I thought you were going to go with. I think there's a 70% chance, and this is my honest opinion, 70% chance, because I have not seen one, so I can't say for, I can't be at 100%. I think there's 70% chance that Bigfoot does exist. Interesting. Very interesting. Where could people find you online, uh, social, website, et cetera? 
Yeah, our YouTube, uh, the channel name is Sussex County Bigfoot, and the show's name is In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. We're big on YouTube. Um, on Facebook, it's the show's name, In the Shadow of Big Red Eye, and our Instagram is Shadow of Red Eye as well. Awesome. And hey, are you guys, uh, I, I looked at one of your trailers. You guys are actually doing some of this now on the East Coast, correct? Like Maryland, Vermont. Virginia. Yeah, we're, we're based out of New Jersey on the East Coast. We have uh, a whole ton of episodes uh, from the East Coast. I have not actually gotten out to the West Coast yet. Hopefully, within the next year or two, I'll be out that way. But um, we have plans this season to go. We're actually uh, just booked a Florida trip. That's coming up uh, next month. And we got Pennsylvania, New York, Vermont, uh, Kentucky, North Carolina this year, just to name a few. So we're we're definitely filming and on the move for sure. Right. Well, listen, Mike, this is uh, really interesting stuff. It's fascinating. It's hard for me to wrap my head around, which is why I asked you some of these questions. But um, I hope that if it is real, I hope you guys are the ones to uh, <laughs> to be the ones to officially finally show everybody, yes, this is indeed real. So wishing you guys continue uh, success and really more so enjoyment on these journeys. Uh, we appreciate that more than you know, and thank you again for having us, and thank your fans for for listening. That's it's been a it's been a fun fun little bit here. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Optimal Life Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you're listening. And you could also leave a review. Apple Podcasts, of course. You could leave reviews and ratings. Spotify, you could leave reviews and ratings. And several and many other podcast apps. Wherever you may be listening, please tell a friend, tell a family member. Let them know about the podcast, and we will see you next time.